The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Here's Brandon. Welcome back to the old space show. I'm Brandon, and this is my co-captain, the guy who sits next to me, the guy who talks about this show with me, Jim. I'll be Alan to Koenig anytime, mate. All right. <laughs> Throw some punches together. Uh, this installment of Old Space Show continues our episode-by-episode travelogue through season one of Space 1999, where the moon is knocked out of orbit, wandering through outer space, the population of its human-built colony hoping to stumble upon a new home. Today, we are talking about the 22nd episode, Mission of the Darians. Not Daria. Not Darians. Not Darriers. Not Darriers. Jermaine out of the gutter. This episode. Joan Collins. This episode. Darians. This episode. Gene Pool Cooley. This episode. Brandon screws up easy Bowie lyrics. This episode. R.I.P. Crewman Bill. A reminder, we're going through the episodes in the fan preferred production order, not the broadcast order as found on streaming services in this episode the alphans encounter a miles-long arc from the planet daria where the inhabitants have a very distinctive class separation this is another directed by ray austin written by johnny burnjam the team of teams but well we've been on a guest teams a guest star role run here joan collins is in this episode which around then yeah checks out but to me i'm like oh Joan Collins was always special because she was guesting in something. I know she was on Dynasty, and that maybe is a lot, but it was always like going through old sci-fi and television shows. It was like, oh, Joan Collins is this one. I'm like, what? Why am I? What? What is it? Because she's like rich, attractive looking, or like I I don't know. But forever to me, she's in like my favorite Star Trek episode, City on the Edge of Forever. That's of course, of course. It's one of the greatest science fiction tales ever. If you've never seen any Star Trek, I would say watch that one. I like that one. Even though it's not... Like, Written by Harlan Ellison. It's yes, a classic. Yeah. It is a classic. It's That thing works. It's it's, a, it's everything Star Trek is and can be. And it has time travel like they used to, like to throw in there all the time, too. She was also, not, if I may interject, a uh, Michael Caine-ish... Uh, no, all people know that. She was the original choice for Cleopatra. Oh, okay. Uh, that, and then the part originally went... Uh, Part instead went to Elizabeth Taylor. So okay, As I said not all people know that, but yeah, Joan Collins. Really, you don't have to introduce all that much. I think everybody knows no. who Joan Collins. No, is. no, uh, Empire of the Ants is Joan Collins. Yes, <laughs> the bitches, Joan Collins. <laughs> yes, the uh, yes, equal to the stud. 
This also has Aubrey Morris from Clockwork Orange, Life Force, oh, man. Wicker Man, Deadwood, Columbo, Lovejoy, Tales from the Crypt, Murder She Wrote, Bordello of Blood. If I may, my do I can do I, I can do like a little bit of Aubrey Morris here from Clockwork Orange. Ah, uh, little Alex, yes, I try a bit of nastiness, yes. yes. Who's that guy? He was the cop, uh, PR oh. Deltoid. You and the boys have some nastiness, yes. And he's also very uh, weird and fanatic in this, too. Mm. So, it fits. And this one, uh, we we open up uh, with Alpha coming across a spaceship. What did you think of Spaceship Daria? That That's like movie-level model, model work, I thought, the design-wise and stuff. Well, I honestly, there's a sketch in Mystery Science. I know I re- referenced Mystery Science Theater a As lot. You but it's my favorite show. I can't help it. There's a, uh, a sketch in Mystery Science Theater. I can't remember the exact uh, movie episode, but they encounter Aaron Spelling's house in space. Oh. And it's just a really slow, long crawl of all these model kits that are jammed together and all painted gray. <laughs> it goes on for like impossibly long amount of time. That's how I felt about this. It just looked like they took like a bunch of their other parts uh-huh. kind of just jammed them all together <laughs> and then took okay. the slowest camera motion over it possible it just they really lingered over they did. it they wanted to give it a sense of hugeness and it's big it's a city lots they of through. pans yeah. i like the i was like oh this is very 70 like it's not like something you'd see in a show it's something you see in a book <laughs> like you're right. like you're flipping across it, that design. my notes say it kind of looks like 50 percent model parts 50 percent christmas ornaments Fair enough. It, yeah, it, it was cool. The ship is pleading for help, the Daria, saying a catastrophe has occurred and they're devastated, sick, and dying. Koenig puts together major a, catastrophe. Major catastrophe. Major catastrophe to Major Tom. I don't know. I messed that up. <laughs> no, we run into Major Tom later in this episode, oh, we do. actually. We do. Yeah, yeah. ground control, the Double major order. catastrophe. Thank God. Whew. All right. Koenig puts together a humanitarian mission to bring medical, scientific, and material needs. Uh, the Eagle, piloted by Carter, is drawn to Daria and stuck to it, unable to, to detach. Now, wait a minute. Before we... But wait, if I may, if I may, sir, point of order. I'm going to talk about who got sent on the mission. It's Koenig. It's Victor. It's Alan. It's Paul. It's Helena. <laughs> and Krubin Bill. Yes! <laughs> like oh when's he gonna go when's he gonna go this guy's totally going he's going who's gonna come back who's gonna come back <laughs> they should have used winters that would have been like a dr arse on hey. lost type thing that would have been hey you want to stick around and get killed next episode no okay <laughs> that would have been good continuity yeah that would have been funny but yeah we'll talk about him in, in just a little oh, bit bill the ship looks more like a space station or colony to me that rather than a ship, but the readout from Eagle confirms air is sustainable, blah, blah, blah. There's still life on the ship somewhere. Upon entering it, though, it's in shambles. And guess what, Jim? You know I'm loving this. I have to mention, though, real quick before we get into the actual exploring of the ship, they, they get there and they get pulled into, like, from the tractor beam of this big ship, right? Mm-hmm. And they get sucked in, and they're like, oh, our controls are dead. We can't go back. We can't talk to Alpha. Oh, no. Um, and they get sucked in they the ship, and they all look at Koenig. And Koenig is like, well, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> we're, 
Way to inspire the crew, pal. <laughs> we landed. Oh, we're here. Oh, might as well take a look around, guys. <laughs> well, they all split up, and Russell is left with crewman Bill. Uh, <laughs> they run into s- these small cave people and a big one with a club, and they're captured. Whimpering mute dwarves. Yeah. Whimpering uh, mute dwarves. Whimpering mute dwarves. I, or, I'm sorry, is. I don't want to use the unacceptable term. Is yeah, I was trying to keep away from that. People or yeah. That's okay. They're small people. I'm sorry if I'm offending anyone. I don't mean to be. We don't have but their measurements they, uh, to tell you, but we can compare. Who cannot speak. I don't want to offend any mute people either. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Although they voice an outrage I would never hear. So there you go. Oh. But yeah, they're kind of whimpering to them. And then Bill gets hit by a big barbarian. With yeah. like a hubcap on his chest. Yeah, and uh, Bergman and Koenig, they run into two guys in silver spacesuits that zap them unconscious. Reminded me of uh, Flight of the Concords, Bowie's in space. <laughs> <laughs> and they get zapped with flashlights. Yeah. And if you're if you're an avid old space listener, you'll know this is a shout-out to another episode. See Boom. If you can figure out, see if you can figure out which one. Hey. Yeah. There's a contest that you can win that has no prize. Congrats. So Carter and Paul, they run into a little cave person that they follow and they're taken to what looks like a, have been a greenhouse area and Koenig wakes in a bedroom to a very blonde Joan Collins playing Kara who's overlooking him. Now dig that space apartment, bro. Yeah. Like Bergman, Bergman goes into like the med bay. Kevin uh, gets to stay in Joan yeah. Collins' space department, and I just gotta mention, man. I mean, there's probably some like absinthe over there chilling. There's some Esquivel playing in the background. It was a very cool space department. I was very mm-hmm. impressed. But I mean, it's Joan Collins. I should expect the best. It's got a good space view. She also just like uh, kind of like casually throws off that she probed their minds while they were asleep. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Oh, by the way. By the way, just so you know, her people are the Darians. She's the director of reconstructions. She shows them their home world of Daria. Apart from her small area, their ship is a wilderness, and only 14 out of 50,000 Darians survived after a nuclear reactor exploded (laughs) 900 years ago, which is how long the distress beacon has been transmitting. They're the only ones left in the Darian area? They're the only Darians in the area? Yes. yes. Daria area? Daria. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, you told just me to watch to, my mouth earlier with that. Hey, I'm just, uh, I'm just trying to define the terms here. Yeah, I, I love that. It's like, we probed your minds. Oh, by the way, most of the ship is a wilderness for about 900 years now. So we're 900 years old. And there's only 14 of us left. Okay, here's all the exposition in one little, one little <laughs> place. Thank you. <laughs> that is all. Uh, and she thinks they're running into Alpha could be vital to their survival. We then catch up with Russell and Bill. They're brought before cave people and this guy that is much better dressed than most of them. He's like the high priest, but he looks more insane than any of them. They put his small boy cave person in, like a, in a chamber. The dude played by Aubrey Morris, right? The high priest, mm-hmm. like brings him before him, right? And he like, he, they bring the, 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 the short female and then he like rubs his face over her and stuff and rubs his hands on her and her face and stuff and like looks at her and just yells, mutant! <laughs> yeah. And then they put and then they put her in what I wrote in my notes as the foyer of doom. It looks like the foyer of an old Navy. <laughs> it was like two glass doors. Yes. And 
and then they turn on a really, really bright light, and she disappears. Okay? So then they bring up Crewman Bill. And you know it's going to happen to him. Oh, Crewman Bill. Unfortunately, Crewman Bill is missing part of a finger, which we didn't see until now. Right? Yeah. I don't know how you'd bring that up in, earlier in the, you know, it's like, it couldn't be Chekhov's finger or something, but whatever. Or like he couldn't pilot be, it because he, he was missing a finger. Like, oh no, I don't have all my fingers. I can't pilot the right. eagle. Right. I, that's why I had to, you know, come along with and be Helena's bodyguard and get killed. <laughs> so uh, they yell mutant at him and they put him in the foyer of doom. <laughs> and then they bring out Helena. Now, is this when they, oh, no, it's later they put Helen in the cavewoman dress. All right. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. getting ahead of myself. But they yes. declare her clear, and she's cool, and they take her away. They don't put her in the foyer of doom. No, no. she's she And she thinks she's in the clear, but no, she is not. Mm-mm. He orders the summoning of the spirits, and then we go back to Koenig and Bergman. They're introduced introduced to Neiman, the commander of the ship, and he shows them to the awesome fucking matte painting gantry as Newman explains the ship is meant to be an arc as their planet is no more. And they hope to arrive at a new planet in 100 years and want the Alphans to join them. Now, here's an interesting sidebar that really has nothing to do with anything other than it reminded me of something. In the late 70s, there's a, another show uh, called The Star Lost. Mm-hmm. that you may or may not have heard of. I don't know. It was made by Canadian television. It starred Kier Delay from 2001 A Space Odyssey, and it was written by Harlan Ellison and Robert Silverberg, the science fiction artists or writers. And the whole premise of the show was that it was a giant space arc that had been abandoned by its controllers for like hundreds and hundreds of years. Okay. And one of the guys breaks out of his little part of the arc and goes to exp- explore the rest. So this is kind of that same idea, right? Like a giant space arc yeah. with the whole planet worth of stuff in it so i just thought it was weird that that same idea came out in a similar show and a different network maybe paths and ideas crossed and it wasn't set in stone at the time or i don't know oh maybe just into space arcs back then Who knows? Space. uh so helena now in some night lingerie is inducted to the survivors in front of their painting of neiman they treat as a god, but she's a sacrifice. And sp- uh, the anti mutant church of level seven. I loved it. <laughs> it, it reminded me, I got, I got some serious beneath the planet of the apes vibes oh, here. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, totally. Uh, yep. It's like, oh, the mutant. We must say, uh, uh, just beautiful, beautiful fake radiation church. I love it. Oh, yes. And then the spacemen show up at the survivor camp, opening doors on the Neiman art to take Russell. But Carter and Paul jump in to attack. Unfortunately, they get her and take her behind the doors. Action, Paul. Action, Paul. Yeah, that's weird. For once. Yeah, like action. Paul does a drop, double-footed drop kick in this, man. I was like, go, Paul. Carter must have snuck <laughs> him some Don't let have all the fun, damn it. Bergman and Koenig par- uh, ponder coexisting with the Darians. But they find that there's plenty of sustainable plant food on the ship, but surmise that they might be eating people. Yeah, I was going to ask you, were they talking about cannibalism? Because I thought sure they were I talking about cannibalism. I, I'm pretty sure they're talking about cannibalism. And then they're like, oh, no, they're not eating people. They're, we'll find out in a bit with people, I think. Right. I, it was, I thought it was both. 
Yeah, it was a little unclear. I mean, well, you know, a lot of chefs have that. Some chefs have that whole tip to uh, tail, tip to tail mentality. You want to use all of the animal, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. You want to throw it away. So, I mean, you get the organs out. If you want to spoil it for later in the episode, sorry, they're harvesting organs. Pretty bold idea for the seventies, mm-hmm. but right, you know, yeah. But like, you don't want to throw the rest of that away, right? Mm-hmm. No. So I wasn't sure if they're talking about cannibalism at first because they didn't come out and say cannibalism. Yeah. But I was pretty sure they were talking about cannibals. Right. Carter's in the custody of survivors, even gets punched in the gut. Like someone slugs Carter. I'm like, you don't do that. Not to. Oh, like I clenched bad, a fist when move. that happened. I, I I was like, oh, Kara fesses up to Koenig that, yeah, we eat people. And they trained and conditioned survivors. It's gave all them, good. <laughs> yeah, they gave him a god, told them to keep the pure only for a purpose greater than survival. Purpose greater is survival. Carter's able to free himself as they do some ritual on the spacesuit guy and show them that he's not a spirit. Carter, Carter. This is his episode. Carter destroys their entire religion. Right. He destroys their entire religion. Yeah. Their hundreds of year old religion that they have worshipped. Carter destroys it with his caveman ways. He's like more caveman than the caveman. He holds it, a knife to the astronaut dude's throat and he's like, tell him the truth. He is tell hot during God. this. He is hot. He was like, ah! Yeah, he's mad. Like, oh, this is his episode. Totally, dude. man. And he takes the Bartuarians downtown. He's like, let's go. Let's go kick these guys out. I don't even know who these guys are. I'm going to kick their ass. Come on. They will let's all be taken dudes. to the place of the false spirits. Yes. Uh, and, uh, Neiman and Carrot. Yes. Because <laughs> you can't buy booze in Portland. Oh, thank you. Good night, everyone. Right. Oh, so Neiman and Kara show Koenig their gen bank, and they will use it to get, the, <laughs> they get the, this new planet. You mean they're packing? Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. You mean they're packets of Kool Aid in their Connect Four board? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There was a, yeah, there was all these it's, little colors. Like, here, here, here is the genetic history of millions of years of our planet's survival. <laughs> it's little packets of Kool-Aid. It's like, you see the green one? That's my family. Yeah, right, right. My family's the great house of ecto-cooler. Yeah. <laughs> so the survivor tribes are dying out, and if they do, the ship will perish the Alphans' resources will help to complete the voyage, but Koenig will not commit without finding the rest of his crew. He and Bergman end up running into Paul, and then Carter enters the gantry with the survivors, so we get another view of that awesome map painting again. It was cool. There were a couple uh, good ones in this one, yeah, good map paintings in this episode. For sure. Uh, having told them what happened to Russell and what, we, what he witnessed with the survivors, Paul, Bergman, and Koenig confront Kara at gunpoint. She takes them to a room where they're harvesting the bodies and they see Helena is one of them. And then they put some headgear on her to wake Helena's her up. about to come lunch. Oh my God, no. Yeah. Don't eat our friend. Shouldn't have marked donor on your space license, Helena. Bad move. Oh man, is that what happened? Yeah, that's what happened. The Alphans realize that this room is for transplant surgery, which Kara says they have been prolonging life by artificial means. Koenig chases after her. She admits they can't reproduce themselves. And Koenig figures out that's why they wanted the Alphans for. And from off screen, Newman, Newman says, yes. And the survivors yes. enter, enter and raid. <laughs> Get a big old raid with the survivors tearing shit up. 
barbarian man barbarian priest guy though he's got yeah. he, he, he's, he grabs him and he's like you are not a god and body slams him right into the kool-aid right oh, in the gene bank jeans everywhere <laughs> <laughs> i'd like to make a withdrawal <laughs> oh is there, a, is there a penalty for early deposit <laughs> <laughs> And before he gets beat up, like Neiman like tries to convince everybody that this is all cool and good, and he'll give Koenig right. he'll give Koenig unlimited life in exchange. He's like, "Well, we'll take our chances in space." And uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to eat all your people and stuff, but you know, we'll give you eternal life. But so we're did Neiman, eat all your people? Neiman die here, or is just knocked out? Like I, well, I wanted to ask about this because for the rest of the scene, mm-hmm. he's in that gene bank. Like his head is through that thing and he's yeah. bent over. And like Katie goes through this whole thing about how, oh, you need to work together. Your only future is together, blah, blah, blah. And while he's giving this whole speech, Neiman is just there, like still bent over hmm. <laughs> his head through the thing. And I'm just like, okay, I guess he's dead now. Yeah. Or else he would have gotten up to listen. I figured he'd have said something. Know. Then the ending of this was so weird. It's just like Kanye giving the speech and then fade to black. Well, it's like, yeah, we all need to live together. Or you guys all need to live together. And this is your future. Sorry about it. And Alphans, Alphans, they agree to like stay and help teach him to live in space. And Kara and the other survivors just stare at I each don't other. I understand and that part either. It's actually remind me like this part. You're talking about another sci-fi show before this. There's a Doctor Who story that's like this, where it's called the it's called the Face of Evil. It's a story I really like, where there's this like tribal people on this planet, and they worship this god that's like got a mountain carving in the sky, and then they finally you know go into the mountain carving looks like the Doctor, but um, they go into the carving and find out it's these like people who've been basically doing this kind of shit to them, surviving off. Uh, their resources and stuff but and then at the end they're like you guys need to, you guys have to live together now so figure it out like or hg wells's time machine with the right. eloy and the morlocks yeah or star trek's episode the apple right where they all gave uh you know to a uh, god that was actually computer yeah, oh, yeah. i yeah. mean a few times the false god being actual humanity itself yeah that's a right right it's a very it's a walking yeah. oh wait sorry no, but um, yeah, you are no true god, and threw him through the Kool Aid. That was a brilliant scene. I love that. That's good. I'd love to have a gif of that just for my own personal use. <laughs> Somebody make it. There's an epilogue. Uh, the crew heads back to the Eagle and take note of the missing seat as Helena is mm. upset by it. And Kano is like, "Hey guys, what's up? What happened?" And Carter's like, "Remind me to tell you sometime." And then he turns to Koenig. If the same thing happened oh, to right. you on Alpha, about that. would you choose differently? And Kona says. Remind me to tell you sometime. And he smirks and it freezes on his smirk. Good stuff right there. Ugh. Oh, man. Kano's like, hey, how was your trip, buddy? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah about that. Yeah, hey, mate, we get a point. We're talking <laughs> out. But this is a big one. This is a nut. This is a big, like the money for the end of the season went here, apparently. Yeah. You got Joan Collins. Yeah, they, I think that. Uh, and also, uh, the writing was better on this episode. Mm-hmm. I thought the idea was better on this episode. Like you said, the production value was higher. The uh, guest stars were higher. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this is one of those big ideas that actually followed in the through. Top third for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's a big one. Well, that'll do it for this moon buggy adventure, Jim. Where can people find your gene bank? Ew. You can check me out on podcast instead. How about that? There you go. Okay. Uh, the Taylor Network of po- <laughs> the Taylor Network Podcast dot com. Uh, every week, I'm on Nothing's On with Donnie and Daryl. We talk about news, 
of the entertainment world kind variety of TV and movies and whatnot. Reviews on a lot of emails, a lot of fun stuff. Also on uh, taylornetworkpodcast.com, check out the Players Club, our uh, monthly look at video games in the world of video games. Uh, we just released a big old episode about Cyberpunk 2077. And then soon we're going to be releasing our uh, 2020 uh, best of list. So check that out as well. The Taylor Network Podcast.com. All right. Uh, hashtag overdrawn gene bank. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD. Written work on whysoblue.com. The Brandon Peter Show returns with more this week. But until then, Moonbase Alpha out. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.